if you're catching an NFL game on CBS, you want Kevin Harlan to be your play-by-play guy. Come Monday night on the radio side, Monday night football, Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. And tonight, he's part of the call for what I believe is the best night of the NBA regular season by far. Now, you might not have them one, two, three, and four in your pecking order, but as we say hello to our guy who has made famous, among, among other things, there's a drunk guy on the field. And there he goes, along with no regard for human life. As we bring back in Kevin Harlan, remember it's the Lakers at the Bucks tonight and it's the Rockets at the Clippers. You could argue they're the four best teams in the NBA. We'll talk some football and basketball with Kevin. Welcome back, man. What do you think? Does the NBA pecking order right now start with the two teams that you're calling their game tonight because their records would suggest that right now? Hey, David, great to be out with you. Happy holidays. Yeah, I think they are. I think these two teams have got uh, the necessary MVP candidates, including the reigning MVP and out of the Kumbo of the Bucks. Um, Lakers are a different team with Anthony Davis. Uh, LeBron is playing like he's 25 and not almost 35. Yeah. Uh, they got the best records. They've got breathing space in each conference. One team leads by three and a half. One team leads the conference by four and a half. So it's got all the markings of, of a good game. And we've never had two teams this deep into the season with this kind of record facing each other. Um, we, we've not 28 games wow. in. In, in the history of the NBA, there's never been a game like this. So, no, it, it has it has a lot of a lot of uh, wonderful star power and meaning. And even though we're a little bit less than a third and a little bit more than a quarter into the season, I think everyone feels like this um, this game kind of could be a preview of the NBA Finals in June. It is the 24 and four LA Lakers at the 24 and four Milwaukee Bucks MVP candidates, including LeBron James, of course, of the Lakers, Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Bucks, among the leading guys in that awesome matchup tonight. Uh, we know AD is part of the LA success story. What else is going on with beyond the obvious LeBron and Giannis? Because 24 and 4 is rarefied air, and even having one or two of the best players in the NBA doesn't get you quite that far. Well, they brought in Danny Green, and of course, he was with uh, the North Carolina Tar Heel, of course. Uh, he was with Toronto last year, and with Kawhi Leonard, they won an NBA title, his second as a pro. And um, they've added Dwight Howard, who has been bouncing around, but he's good off the bench. Maybe most importantly, aside from Anthony Davis is that they've got a coach who has real defined defensive uh, teaching, you know, discipline that I don't know how much that was a part of the past, but uh, you've got to play defense to win in this league. That's always been the, the rule. And um, Frank Vogel, who had success with Indiana, the Pacers uh, has taken some of that David to Los Angeles. And he wasn't even their first or second choice. He kind of, fell into it, and I think now they're very thankful that he did because he's been great. But you can't do it without the players, and the, the, the most significant difference is Anthony Davis, who's made them much better on defense, has been a running mate for LeBron, which he did not have last year in his first year with L.A., and he's just changed the landscape. He's just changed everything about him. Their team is okay after those guys. They're like nice role players, but Nothing, nothing to compare at the top two. And, and if they make a deep run, it will be because they're healthy and they're playing well. 
Kevin Harlan of the NBA on TNT is joining us tonight. They have the ultimate doubleheader you could possibly have in the regular season. Not only Kevin's game, Lakers at Bucks, 8 o'clock TNT. The nightcap will be the Rockets at the Clippers, 10-30. Two more of the best teams in the league this year. My question for that latter, even though you're calling the former, involves load management. Now, I love the NBA as much this year as last year. Some are suggesting that some declines in TV ratings are reflecting, of course, some injured superstars. That never helps. But also this debate where, you know, LeBron doesn't believe in load management with the Lakers, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, the stars for the Clippers, are being rested on certain nights by Doc Rivers. What, what do you make of that debate as it goes back and forth even among those star players? Well, I understand it, and, and I get what Doc is doing, especially with Leonard who's got a chronic knee issue. And it can't put up with the rigors of an 82-game season schedule. Maybe the schedule is too long. Maybe maybe the schedule needs to be refined. And there has been talk of that. But um, it's a league that has been purposely built on star power, individual stars, and not teams. That's why in the NFL, if you lose a player here or there, it really always comes down to the team and what the team can do, and so it can withstand those kind of injuries. Certainly, you know, if Newton is not 100% for the Panthers or Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay or Lamar Jackson, they're different teams, but it's built basically on teams. The NBA has chosen to stay away from team and go toward individual. And when that individual is not there, you're kind of left with, well, what's there to watch then? If this guy isn't playing – if this, is, if this is the guy that you're promoting, yeah. what am I supposed to watch? And so it's, it's kind of it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You've you got you to you know, live with the good and the bad, and unfortunately the bad is when these guys are gone, you're not much to watch, and, and that's the problem. And I would like to see the league maybe get back a little bit more to rivalries and, 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 and handle you know, you know, Philadelphia against Boston and what that means in the totality as opposed to Ben Simmons or, you know, Embiid against, yeah. uh, you know, whoever. And, and, and that, to me, becomes a problem. And, and the league has got to fight with that right now. And we're kind of actually, I think, Dave, we're kind of at a very interesting intersection of where the league sees itself in the next 10 to 20 years and where they've gone to right now. Because clearly stars have, have buoyed the league, but I don't know if it can withstand – all this load management and injury and, and, and everything else that when that that head that that marquee player is gone, you know you're not giving fans a reason to watch, and they'll find something else as the as the ratings will, will show. Kevin Harlan is with us on Twitter at Kevin Harlan. NBA on ten, TNT tonight is a must-see doubleheader. Lakers at Bucks, Kevin's game, and then Rockets at Clippers. Let me shift you quickly and then let you move on. Uh, given you are one of the voices of the NFL on CBS and also Westwood One come Monday night football, the biggest story feels like as two weeks are left to play in the regular season, Lamar Jackson has essentially an unprecedented combination of the running numbers that we expected, but also throwing efficiency numbers that I'm not sure how many people believed beyond, you know, Lamar Jackson's family. He's probably going to win the MVP. My question to you is, is the buzz among coaches you know or defensive players you talk to week to week, 
Is there skepticism that Lamar Jackson, who, remember, did lose his playoff opener last year as a rookie, is there any belief that, you know, something he doesn't do as well will be exposed this year the way the Chargers limited the Ravens in the playoffs last year? Or, or do you hear more, this is a brand-new and totally different, new and improved Lamar Jackson, and we're not sure how anybody's going to stop him? Well, that's a great question. And uh, I, I would begin by saying that the culture that John Harbaugh has created at Baltimore has not put as much on Jackson as he has tried to add to the strengths that Jackson has that can make him more effective. It's not like throwing Kaepernick or Cam or Randall Cunningham or other running Michael Vick, other running quarterbacks of the past where it was all them and nothing else. In Baltimore, they've got the deepest tight end crew. They have a three-headed monster at white at, uh, at running back. They've got an experienced offensive line that has changed the way they do business. The, the, the way they have built this mechanism, <clears throat> David, around him has been as big a story as Jackson himself. Jackson is, without question, gifted and, other, you know, just we have not seen someone who ha has all these different things. But because he has options at tight end, he has four running guys really every time he gets the ball himself and three running backs he, he's got so much around him that complement his play he is better and the offense overall is better and they, they're the most unique offense in pro football because no other team has been like this and they have made it like this in mid-season they they did not necessarily begin this way i think they thought this way but they haven't been able to execute this way until about a month in. And that's when Jackson took off, and that's when this offense took off. Their defense is the most unique in the way they play, but I credit that coaching staff with being creative, outside-the-box thinking, playing to the kids' strengths, uh, making other guys you know, adjust their game to fit what he can do best, and it's been the perfect marriage and the seamless integration of all these different things. Jackson is, is a superlative talent, and there's no doubt about that, and I agree he's the MVP. But they have done things around him to make him and extend, you know, extend what he can do, accentuate his skills, and make him the player is. It is In the NFL, it's never one guy. It's always the totality of what you are on both sides of the ball, and Baltimore has fit that to a T, this season with the way they've constructed things around that quarterback. Well said. Kevin Harlan, NFL on CBS, Westwood won, NBA on TNT, and remember the latter tonight because Lakers-Bucks is as good as it gets, and Kevin Harlan has the call. Thanks for squeezing us in on a busy day. Happy holidays to you and yours from the David Glenn Show. Thank you, David, and thanks to Darren for getting me on and joining you. Always enjoy our visits, and happy holidays to you, your staff, and uh, you're great listeners around the Carolinas. Thank you very much. Kevin Harlan on Twitter, at Kevin Harlan. His daughter is now an outstanding up-and-coming broadcaster as well. Sean Clark, the brand-new App State football coach, joins us in hour number three. Dave Clawson is taking Wake Forest to another bowl game, this one in his home state of New York. More on those matchups with those coaches in hour number three. This hour, we're going to give away a pair, Santa Claus style, 
of tickets to the Capitals at Hurricanes hockey game Saturday, December 28th at PNC Arena. Quick reminder, that is the same night as the college football playoff semifinal games. So don't try to win the tickets unless you're enough of a hockey fan that you'll want to go to see the Canes host the Capitals, even though those big semifinal college football games will be on TV. To win the prize, by the way, you'll need to answer a Santa Claus-related question and a Canes hockey trivia-related question. We did well yesterday with one question about reindeer and another about top four scorers, not just any reindeer, of course, but Santa's nine. 1-800-849-2761. Speaking of college football... And you can jump in on any of these topics. There is breaking news on player availability in the college football playoff. What it means to one of the matchups and what it could mean to TV numbers as they have been in decline since the very first version of the college football playoff got gangbusters numbers back in 2014. Since then, the numbers have been good but just not quite as good, and it helps when games are competitive. This player availability breaking news may impact the competitive nature or not of one of those two semifinals. Of course, if you want to help us celebrate the memory of the late great high school football coach Herman Boone, who was born in Rocky Mount here in North Carolina, who coached here with great distinction for about a decade, and of course led T.C. Williams High School in Virginia to the state championship in 1970. That story memorialized in the Remember the Titans movie with Denzel Washington playing the Herman Boone character in that movie. You can chime in with your memory or question at 1-800-849-2761. When Coach Boone died yesterday at the age of 84. The NHL is in my headlines tonight. I believe two of the five best teams in hockey are going head-to-head as your Carolina Hurricanes visit the best in the West Colorado Avalanche. Another option for you along with that fantastic NBA doubleheader on TNT with Kevin Harlan and, of course, the stars of the NBA. College basketball's headlines include an enormous opportunity tonight for Kevin Keats and the NC State Wolfpack at number 12 Auburn. Meanwhile, Duke has a home game against Wofford, same school that just beat the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. That's tonight. If you want to have a question or comment about those matchups looking forward or Carolina's loss at Gonzaga, the number two Zags, pretty much trounced the Tar Heels. It was closer than some had expected, but it didn't feel as if the outcome was ever in doubt as the Zags handed it to the Tar Heels last night out west. 1-800-849-2761. Those are the headlines on our mind beyond the ones we just hit with Kevin Harlan on the NFL and the NBA. We will have a Santa Claus moment giving away Canes tickets this hour. We will have another Santa Claus moment next hour when we attempt to call live on the air our 2019 grand prize winner in the annual continental tire toss if you've ever come to one of our big tailgate tour stops driven by continental tire you see the game sometimes i qualify for you with a throw sometimes you do so yourself the only hint we've given about this year's grand prize winner who does remember get four free continental tires the only hint we've given is that we have the zip code of the person who registered to win and threw in the Continental Tire Toss, and it does not match where this person 
made his or her winning throws. Two very different parts of the state. If that description matches you, perhaps you are the grand prize winner among the thousands of entries we had this year in the Continental Tire Toss. Double Santa Claus still to come. The college football breaking news on the other side. NFL, NBA, college basketball, Carolina Hurricanes, and the late, great Herman Boone. You can chime in with your question or comment at 1-800-849-2761. Sean Clark from App. Dave Clawson from Wake next hour. It's back to your calls and those headlines next on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Santa Claus hour this hour in the form of Canes tickets. Again, don't try to win unless you're available on the night of Saturday, December 28th. It is one of the better teams in hockey, the Washington Capitals, visiting another of the better teams in hockey, your Carolina Hurricanes, PNC Arena. I will miss that one because of the college football playoff semifinal games. So make sure if you want to win, you're available to see hockey. Maybe your smartphone, you can watch what's happening in those college football games while enjoying one of the hottest teams in hockey. Santa Claus Hour with Canes tickets. Next hour, we will give away our grand prize in the Continental Tire Toss annual competition. Somebody will win four free tires today, just as we had a winner of four free Continental Tires earlier this week for tailgate of the year reasons. 1-800-849-2761. Here's what you can jump in on. The memory and legend of Herman Boone. He died yesterday at the age of 84. He's from here. He's the coach of that T.C. Williams High School high, uh, football team in Virginia that won the state championship as an integrated football team at a time where our nation was having even greater struggles with race issues. It was 1971. Uh, 29 years later, it was memorialized in the Remember the Titans movie. Denzel Washington played the role of the late, great Herman Boone, who died yesterday at the age of 84. Questions, comments, reflections, welcome there. In terms of on the field, on the ice, on the court, the NBA offers the best night of regular season action we've had so far. Lakers at Bucks, they're both 24-4 and four and by far the best records in the NBA. The nightcap, Rockets at Clippers, I believe those are four of the top five teams in the NBA as they go head-to-head -head this evening in that TNT doubleheader. College Hoops, your reflections and questions on number two Gonzaga dominating Carolina last night. The final margin was not as bad as some had predicted, but the outcome was really never in doubt. Obviously, starter Leaky Black did return from his injury, but Roy Williams' most important player and best player, the NBA lottery-bound freshman point guard Cole Anthony, was not only out last night, will be out four to six weeks after his knee surgery. The Tar Heels are going to have an interesting road without him. Nobody expected them to beat the number two Zags at their place. How will the Heels fare against UCLA? Not a great team this year in Las Vegas. How do they handle the ramp up? to the return to ACC action, we'll see. Meanwhile, NC State gets a national TV matchup against number 12 Auburn tonight. If you haven't seen a lot of the Wolfpack, they are number five in the nation 
in offensive efficiency right now. Kevin Keats leans mostly on an eight-man rotation, and on ev- any given night, at least six of those eight guys can give him double-digit points. They are really hard to stop. They do need to get better defensively if they want to compete with that top tier, Duke, Louisville, UVA, Florida State. We'll see where the heels end up. But NC State, 8-2, and two, a very good start, especially considering one of those two losses was while missing two of their best players against Georgia Tech. So the only other loss was to a quality Memphis team. They go to Auburn tonight, the only unbeaten team left in the top six conferences. The 9-0 and Tigers, well coached by Bruce Pearl, do have that unblemished record, but do not yet have a high-end victory over anybody. I'm not saying all nine were cupcakes, but they have, don't have a win over a top 50 opponent. The Wolfpack will be the toughest test for Auburn, just as those Tigers will be one of the toughest tests for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack. Duke is playing Wofford tonight, perhaps interesting for two reasons. The number four Blue Devils, A, will be facing the team that just beat the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, Wofford, and B, we just learned during the break, sophomore point guard Trey Jones, who is a brilliant defender and an outstanding overall two-way player, will be out. They're calling it a minor injury, so no need to panic the way some Tar Heel fans are reaching for that panic button because of the Cole Anthony four- to six-week absence. Tonight, the Devils, I think, will be fine against Wofford, but minor injury to Trey Jones, No Trey Jones tonight as the number four Blue Devils try to build on their outstanding start. They have basically two tune-ups, but you hesitate to use that word given that they lost at home to Stephen F. Austin in that stone-cold stunner a while back. Two assumed tune-ups before ACC play resumes for the Blue Devils against Boston College on December 31st. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. As we go to Tom and Kerry and you on one of those headlines of the day, Canes included, the college football breaking news since yesterday's show involved player availability for one of the semifinal matchups. Oklahoma's number one pass rusher. If I told you that the college football folks need compelling matchups, which I think they've gotten certainly in one case, if you don't think 13-0 Ohio State against 13-0 Clemson is a great matchup, then you're watching a different world than I am. It is as good as it gets. You like future NFL talent? Both sides have it. You like compelling quarterbacks? How about Trevor Lawrence on one side and Justin Fields on the other side? Take a look at the Heisman balloting. Both were in the top 10, and Fields pretty high in that top 10. You like running backs? How about Dobbins for Ohio State and ETN for Clemson? Give me five running backs in the whole country, college football level. They're two of the five that I would pick, and they might be two of the first three that I would pick. Two of the better defenders in the whole country. You like an edge rusher? You got Chase Young of the Buckeyes. You like a hybrid linebacker safety? You got Isaiah Simmons, the defensive player of the year in the ACC. They are both high first-round NFL draft picks. So the quarterbacks you'd want, the running backs you want, the defensive superstars that you would want, the award winners that you want, Dabo Sweeney on one side, who's already built a juggernaut and, yes, a dynasty, two-time national championship 
uh, winner. And on the other side, Ryan Day, who is keeping the machine going, even in the absence of Urban Meyer. I mean, that's you can't count all the storylines to make that a compelling matchup for TV purposes. As I mentioned earlier, whereas the 2014 numbers for what we now call the college football playoff, remember we had the BCS and the Bowl Alliance and other things before that, 2014 was the first year of this. File these numbers away because after the first year, college football has fallen short of these benchmarks. It was not only a novelty the first time, and that created a buzz factor. You had some good games, you had some brand names, and all of that helps, okay? But in 2014, they attracted 28-plus million for each of the two semifinal games, and they attracted 34-plus million TV viewers for the national championship game. Just to give you a point of reference, if you take out the Super Bowl, there are 10 playoff games in the NFL leading up to the Super Bowl. Of course, wild card games, then the divisional games, then the conference championship games. It ends up being 10 plus 1, the 10 leading up to the Super Bowl, then the Super Bowl itself. Push the Super Bowl itself off to the side because it tends to generate the, the largest TV audiences in the history of our country, sports or non-sports. 100 million plus most of the time lately. Put the other 10 NFL playoff games, do you know what they average in terms of an audience? The other 10, about 34 million, okay? That's a really good benchmark because the NFL is the king of sports on television in our country by a lot. When you brought about this college football playoff thing for the first time in 2014, after, remember, decades of fans asking for it but never getting it, remember the old arguments. There's a bracket-style playoff in almost everything else we file, follow. Why can't we have one here, especially when the FCS has a playoff, Division Two has a playoff, Division Three have a playoff, and they're a big bracket or brackets. We're just asking for four or maybe someday eight. When the first college football playoff numbers came in and you saw $34 million for a title game, that's an average NFL playoff game prior to the Super Bowl. And the semis got $28 million plus. That's a success story, folks. It's not the NFL, but you are right in the neighborhood of the average NFL playoff game prior to the Super Bowl. That's exactly where you want to be. Your sponsors are going to be happy. TV executives are going to be happy. All the athletic directors and university presidents are going to be happy because what you promised you were delivering. That's three football games at the college level that generate NFL playoff caliber audiences. Since 2014, year one, They've never quite matched what they got that year. And they need compelling matchups. They know they have the brand names. They know they have the star power that I just outlined with Ohio State against Clemson. It helps if they're close games. We'll see. I wouldn't bet on the Buckeyes or the Tigers totally running away from each other. I think we'll have compelling football well into the second half where, you know, unlike, say, last night's UNC-Gonzaga game, I watched to the end. But I was six minutes in and knew the outcome. Gonzaga was going to beat Carolina, right? So I watched it, but how many others tuned out early? You can't have the tune-out factor. And some of these semifinal games have killed the numbers because everybody runs off and does something else when it's a lopsided game at halftime. That ends up impacting the average TV viewers over the course of a game, which is important for uh, marketing purposes. The news, the player availability news, is concerning because I think all of us would agree, 
which single team among the Final Four has the best chance of truly dominating its opponent in a way that maybe reduces the TV numbers? I think almost all of us would say that would be LSU over Oklahoma, right? The other, th- other than the Sooners, the other three still haven't lost a game. Whatever happens between the Buckeyes and the Tigers, man, the winner is going to have been going to have beaten one heck of a college football team. 13-0, future NFL talent, all-American college talent, star players at skill positions, star players on defense. That is a battle of super heavyweights. LSU is also 13-0. Oklahoma's not chopped liver. They're 12-1, but they played in a league where defense is sometimes optional. And whereas the Sooners' offensive numbers are elite under Lincoln Riley one more time, they're not a dominating defense. And they have to deal with the best LSU offense any of us have ever seen by a lot with Heisman-winning quarterback Joe Burrow leading the way. If you're Oklahoma, our good friend Ruffin McNeil, a key part of that defensive staff, if you're trying to slow down the LSU freight train led by that quarterback – Who's the most important guy in your starting 11 on defense? For that matter, who's the most important guy besides starting quarterback Jalen Hurts on your entire roster specifically for purposes of trying to beat LSU? I would argue that it is your best pass rusher. I don't care if it's a safety, a defensive tackle, a defensive end, an outside linebacker. It doesn't matter. I need somebody who's going to bother Joe Burrow as he tries to build on his record-setting number numbers as the Tigers' quarterback. Guess who? Guess who? According to ESPN and some other media outlets, the Sooners have suspended for their matchup against the LSU Tigers. Yes, indeed, defensive end Ronnie Perkins, who is by far their best pass rusher. They don't even have an elite defense to begin with. The toughest part of competing with LSU this year, most years, what would you say, is the toughest part of beating LSU? I mean, I've been at this for 30-plus years. It's usually slow down LSU's running game and good luck moving the ball against LSU's defense. This is, the, this is an upside-down world. LSU's defense is not nearly as good as it usually is. LSU's running game is not as good as it usually is. But LSU's quarterback, which a lot of years is like average, is the Heisman Trophy winner. This is nothing like your dad or grandpa's LSU. It's just not. So, of course, Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McNeil lose to suspension. They did not reveal yet, or I haven't seen yet, what he did wrong. But three players were suspended. And as I clicked on that story, Sooners suspend three players for national championship semifinals. I'm thinking, don't make it a pass rusher. Don't make it a pass rusher. Make, how about a third string safety? How about your third left guard? Can we suspend him? Apparently not. Star defensive end Ronnie Perkins is one of the three suspended. The other two guys are contributors on the offensive side of the ball, where, again, the Sooners can handle it better because they just have more talent, more depth, et cetera, and obviously a genius at the controls in Lincoln Riley, the head coach of the Sooners. Will that mean that LSU is an even bigger favorite to not only beat Oklahoma but maybe annihilate the Sooners? I wouldn't bet against it. And in a world where... You prefer more of those 2014 TV audiences. You're having a hard time explaining some of these more recent numbers. Still good again, but not elite the way that it started in 2014. The last thing you can have is a blowout. Given Oklahoma's brand name power, 
certainly LSU is not only a brand name, but that's a program that is as excited as I've ever seen it in three-plus decades of following LSU football. They are not always on top in the most difficult league in college football. They are this year. They're undefeated. They have a chance at a rare national title. No Alabama. Who knows how much that helps or hurts? We'll see. No problem with Ohio State-Clemson. If that's not one of the most-watched semifinal games in the history, the six-year history of the college football playoff, I'll be shocked because I think it'll be a closer game, and you just can't ask for more in terms of the other details of the matchup. LSU was already, I believe, a 10-11-ish point uh, favorite over Oklahoma, and given this news, man, is two touchdowns going too far? I think it's only going to go up, right? In Vegas, of course, they're trying to get as much money on each side as possible. But, yeah, that's a double-digit favorite. That's not something TV executives like to see going in because it sounds like the potential of a blowout is there, and I think the potential for a blowout just got bigger. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. App State coach Sean Clark joins us live in about 20 minutes. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest joins us later in hour number three. On the other side, we'll give away Kane's tickets. Let me see Tom and Carrie real quickly on the late, great Herman Boone passing away yesterday at the age of 84. Did you have a Remember the Titans story or a Herman Boone story or something else? Tom and Carrie, well, go right ahead. struck me, David, listening to you. You talked about uh, adults showing leadership in, in racism and then uh, the story that Herman Boone uh, Herman was told uh, the city wasn't ready for uh, a black coach. And those things uh, reminded me of Bear Bryant. That was always his excuse in Alabama not to integrate in the 60s, that the Alabama fans weren't ready for it. And uh, he didn't integrate until 1971. That's a long time for a guy who's been coached throughout the 60s and all the turmoil in Alabama. And then, uh, yeah, Alabama was on the southern timetable for adapting to the new world. And a whole lot of our state's best high school athletes ended up picking schools in the north in that interim, right? Civil rights era in the 1960s. Some were quicker to change than others. But Alabama's a good example. I gave the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar story choosing UCLA over UNC in part because of his fear about racism in the South, et cetera. Not specific, of course, to Dean Smith, who was way ahead of his time as a progressive thinker and as really a catalyst in the civil rights era in all the right ways, the former Tar Heels basketball coach. Uh, but, yeah, Al- heck, if, if in 2019 you couldn't prove to a lot of Alabama residents that you can score touchdowns or pre- prevent them for the Crimson Tide, they still might vote against the idea of allowing integrated college football teams, given the culture in places like Alabama, Mississippi, and some other places here, even here in 2019. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. We will give away Kane's tickets Santa Claus style on the other side. You will need to answer a Santa Claus-related question and a Kane's-related trivia question. Again, don't try to win unless you're going to be available to bring a friend to the Capitals at Canes game on Saturday, December 28th. That is the same night as the college football playoff semifinal games. These are really good lower-level seats, so we don't want them to go to waste. Only try to win if you're available. That is a week from this Saturday, December 28th. 
Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals visiting your red-hot Carolina Hurricanes, who are at Colorado tonight in a TV matchup that I believe matches two of the five best teams in the National Hockey League as we speak. The Avalanche may be the best team in the Western Conference. I think the Canes aren't quite up there with the Bruins and the Capitals in the moment. Not that they couldn't beat them on a given night. The Penguins are also good again, but I think four of the five best teams in the NHL right now are in the Eastern Conference, and I think the Canes and the Avalanche are both on that list. We'll give away the Canes tickets Santa Claus style. Next hour, we'll include new App State coach Sean Clark, Wake Forest coach Dave Clawson, both of those guys taking their teams to bowl destinations a little bit later this month. We will name and actually call live on the air our 2019 grand prize winner in the Continental Tire Toss. He or she will win four brand-new Continental Tires. That is mid-hour next hour. Hopefully they will answer our call, 1-800-849-2761. Fun with Santa Claus, fun with trivia, free tickets, and more of your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Two great guests later. Continental Tire Toss Grand Prize winner 2019 edition in hour number three. A different Santa Claus style twist right now as we give Mike and Greensboro the first shot at Canes tickets. The Washington Capitals will be visiting the Canes on Saturday night, December 28th. I have a pair of lower-level tickets. If you're on hold, don't give up. Mike might screw up. He's got to answer a Santa-related trivia question and a Canes-related trivia question to win this pair of lower-level tickets. Reminder that that Canes game is part of a seven-game homestand that overlaps late December and the first half of January. I'll be at a lot of those games. I will not be there December 28th, but we are ex excited to send many of you there as the Canes, of course, complete their five-game road trip tonight at Colorado, two of the best teams in hockey, two of the hottest teams in hockey, going head-to-head -to -head tonight for your TV viewing pleasure. Caps at Canes, Saturday night, December 28th. Let's see if Mike and Greensboro can win. Mike, do you get to a lot of Canes games, or are we going to send you on a maiden voyage here? Uh, yeah, I've been to a couple Canes games. I usually go to the uh, Thunderbirds games out in Winston. Those are pretty good. So. Excellent. We'll, we'll get you promoted to the NHL level and see the best the, the hockey world has to offer anywhere in the world. Uh, I said a Santa Claus trivia question, and that's with an asterisk. Can you name the actor who is most famous for playing Tim the Toolman Taylor on the ABC sitcom Home Improvement for a long time. He also played Mike Baxter on the sitcom Last Man Standing. He happens to have voiced Buzz Lightyear for the Toy Story franchise. And, of course, he was one of the stars in the Santa Claus film trilogy. Can you name that actor? 
Very well done, Onions for Mike and Greensboro. Part two, the Carolina Hurricanes have four players who are above the 30-point mark. Can you name two of those four players who are leading the team in scoring as we speak for the win and two tickets to see the Capitals visit the Hurricanes on Saturday night, December 28th? Yeah, Dougie Hamilton and Tavo Zeravina. That is outstanding and extremely well done. The other correct answers, of course, Andrei Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo. All four guys are delivering the goods. See that Santi reference? For Rod Brindamore, the head coach of the Canes, as they are playing great hockey and as they visit the Avalanche tonight before returning home this Saturday night, I will be at that one with my entire family. Hope to see you all at PNC Arena. We're sending a bunch of you to this Capitals-Canes matchup on Saturday night, December 28th, including Mike in Greensboro. Mike, stay on hold. Others who wanted to win tickets, you can drop. Others who wanted in on other topics, you can stay. We will try to avoid Murphy's Law when we attempt a live on-the-air phone call to the 2019 grand prize winner in the Continental Tire Toss. We're going to attempt that in about 30 minutes for better or, as Murphy's Law suggests, for worse. We're going to try that. See how it goes on live radio. Who knows what will happen. Again, the only hint is if you are from one part of North Carolina, but you threw in a totally different part at one of our t big tailgate tour stops, maybe the winner is you. If your phone rings about 20 minutes into our third hour and it's an unfamiliar number, I suggest you pick up because you might be the recipient of four brand new Continental Tires thanks to your participation in this year's Continental Tire Toss. Sean Clark, the brand new head football coach at App State, live in about 10 minutes as the Mountaineers play in a bowl game this Saturday evening on ESPN. Dave Clawson from Wake is heading to his home state of New York with his Demon Deacons in their bowl destination. Coach Clawson joins midway through hour three. You can be in between before or after by dialing 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Sean Clark played for the App State Mountaineers with distinction back in the 1990s under the legendary coach Jerry Moore. When Eli Drinkwitz left for Missouri, Sean Clark was the interim head coach for a little bit. Now he is the full-time head coach of the Mountaineers as they head to their bowl game. He joins us live next. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you and really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show.